0: over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the forefront. Book two, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon.
1: Welcome to Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Join your host, Scott McClelland of FX Mission, as he deep dives into the lives of leaders to glean secrets that will propel today's leaders to new heights. Here's Scott.
0: Hi, Scott McClellan here with your FX Missions Leadership Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're excited to be uh, together again today with Gary and Tracy Carson of Voice of the Trumpet Ministries International. Welcome, guys.
2: Say hello and thank you for having us back again. It's a real, real privilege. We're just really enjoying yeah. ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are. If you're hearing this uh, podcast and you haven't heard the one on Wade Taylor, stop the car pull over <laughs> get sorted out go back one podcast or two we have a cut we'll have a couple in the Wade Taylor series but you guys were you know co-workers with Wade and I know he uh, imparted a lot to your life and he imparted to me as well and very happy to have done that podcast with you guys it was uh,
1: such a blessing yes wow. Thank you so
0: much. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we're, we're going to do something a little different today. We were in the Profiles and Leadership series, but we're going to kind of do a contrast or we're going to attempt to do a contrast on the apostolic ministry of Peter and Paul. I didn't say Peter versus Paul or Paul versus Peter because they're not versus each other, obviously, Amen. Amen. but they did have some differences and some contribution. You know, they had different contributions. So we want to we want to talk about that and kind of give some time here to Peter and Paul and, and what they had to offer in terms of their contribution to the body of Christ. I'm just, I'm going to be all ears today. Oh, no, I on
2: this one. <laughs> um, dangerous, <laughs> <Okay>. dangerous, sir. <laughs> okay.
1: You know, um, this is a real good topic. And putting yourself in Peter's, Apostle Peter's shoes, he walked with the Lord, you know, in person when Jesus was here on the earth. He walked with him. He was discipled by him. And so you can imagine mm. when... Paul comes along, and you know Paul had had murdered their their brethren and you know the different things that were going on, and all of a sudden Paul is powerfully touched by the Lord, and he comes out in such a powerful demonstration. I think that Peter had some issues you know with that, like we all do there there is some oh you know insecurities, you know different things that that mm. we get hit with. But one thing I wanted to talk about regarding Apostle Paul, because you know he he was so blindsided by the Lord on the road to Damascus, <laughs> and that was something that the other disciples had not experienced. The other apostles had not experienced, and the inner working that paul went through the other disciples did not see you know behind the scenes and so i think you know there was a little bit of prejudice you there were some with tensions them. there yeah, certainly that they had to overcome yeah. but the character of paul you know he like i said had been so powerfully impacted by god you know there had to be a dealing with his character mm-hmm. and when you study mm-hmm. paul you see you know that he had an anger management issue in the beginning. To say the least, he did. And, he did. You know, he,
2: he oh my just, gosh,
1: it didn't put up with you know baloney or, or politics. You know any of that stuff that often happens in ministry. His passion was to overcome that character flaw, and I, mm. I also believe it was with Peter as well. Peter gives. Well, actually, Peter and Paul give us all hope. <laughs> you know don't peter they, was impetuous they sure do. Yes. yes 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 he yes. was impetuous <laughs> you know he was full of zeal and oftentimes god is not involved in our zeal like we want him to be you know and uh <laughs> you know so you see the character in both of these men and i i want to be careful here i don't think and boy lord help me i don't think that peter ever Overcame the insecurity that he could have, and I carefully tread tread here. But Paul—that's part
2: of what gives us all hope—is to be able to see the workings of that. These
1: these men and women in the Word of God are there to show us. To you know, we look at their lives and we go, "Whoa, I see myself there." Wow, Lord, I see myself mm. there. You know, with the different character issues and the overcoming that they did, Paul came to a place where he said, "It's no longer I who live, but Christ in me."
2: Yes, yes.
1: That that wow.
2: surrender—that's tremendous see surrender. That
1: he writes in in his letters. You know, I. I struggle with this and I continue to do this, and you know, why I do it, I don't know. And so many people use that scripture. They just love that scripture, but they didn't see how he overcame. Yes, yes, yes. He overcame the insecurities, he overcame, you know, uh,
2: anger outbursts. Yeah, anger
1: outbursts, (laughs) a controlling spirit. Mm -hmm. I believe he had a terrible controlling spirit. All of those things, and so we can learn from these men when we rightly read and apprehend the Word of God. It should be encouraging. Um, it should challenge us to become better. And I know I know that Peter's writings do, and his life and how his life ended was so humbling and moving. Mm-hmm. You know when you really study his his life.
2: You know Peter said something about Paul. He says our beloved brother Paul. Oh yes, that's very affectionate and it was genuine. He yes. said our beloved mm-hmm. brother Paul, who says things hard to be understood. Now this is as as Tracy pointed mm-hmm. out. These are our brothers who walked in a tangible, physical way with the Lord Jesus, but Paul was being downloaded with all this stuff, and they're like, what in the world? You know, here we mm-hmm. walked with him, and Paul's getting this stuff. And so Peter says, some of these things are very hard to be understood, but they are of God. And so he understood that there was a working going on in Paul that was different than the outworking in their own lives individually, not that it had to be limited to what they were experiencing. Paul perhaps gave them encouragement to go beyond their present measure. Maybe that was the shock of what happened to Paul. I don't know. I know it can be summed up this way between the two of them and all of them as far as that goes and as it is with all of us in leadership of any position whether that be secular or sacred but speaking sacred here iron sharpens iron there are people in our mm-hmm. lives that we by divine appointment have been placed there to really encourage us and sometimes it takes <laughs> sometimes it takes irritation to get there listen a, a sharpening stone <laughs> A sharpening stone is irritating to the blade, but it gets you sharp. So uh, it's got to have that honing experience, and it helps these different people in our lives that we may not appreciate the moment maybe, or maybe later on we could say, wow, they did impact me in a tremendous way. We're willing to say that now that we've grown up maybe a little bit and come into a better place in our own relationship. But these two men constantly were kind of back and forth with each other, would withstood him face to face. He got in his face (laughs) and would go after him about certain certain religious traditions that Peter was still reluctant to step beyond. Impetuous Peter, he's often referred to. He was a bit impetuous in his approach, but his heart and his love for the Father and his obvious zeal, lopping off ears in the garden. Really, Peter? So his Mm. obvious zeal for all things sacred and good sometimes got the better of him, and he hadn't developed internally yet to come up into that zeal, if we can put it that way, to bear Mm -hmm. the beauty and burden of that. Paul was, was very zealous in a negative way and was so then impacted in such a positive way that he saw the frailty of the way he was before, and he said, you know, I have to die daily that I might come into this experiential place where I can, I can honestly say it's no longer I who live, but Christ in me, my hope of glory. And that was his prayer. When he, In Galatians, he says, I travail. He's speaking as a father. He says, I travail as in birth again that Christ would be formed in you. It became a chief component of his message and a changing, uh, life-changing message. It impacted the other leaders around him. They recognized this, this profound, what seemed to be mystery or mysterious life that Paul had been engaged in, but they, it did encourage each and every one of them to go beyond their present measure. Both men, powerfully impacted by the Lord, both men have their outworking of that impact differently. And I think that in the Christian community especially, we can honor one another where we're at in our journey. We can say, you know, this is where you're at, and I encourage you to go farther. Because there's always a place, I love the way the Apostle puts it this way, we know nothing yet as we ought to know. Well, that's a good starting place. Mm. I know nothing yet (laughs) as I ought to know. So you never come to the end of this wonderful experience of getting to know Him, as we related earlier, I never come to the end of, my experiential knowledge of Tracy and our marriage and our relationship and our day-to-day stuff, it's the same thing with the Lord. They experience something in their own way, personally and individually, and God used them to irritate one another, iron sharpens iron, to get them where they needed to be gotten to, if I can say it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a tremendous yeah. life experience. And you can learn from both of them. It's beautiful to learn from both of them and others as well. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, they both, they had a unique contribution. I think it's interesting yeah. that they didn't, thank you both for that, by the way. I think they, they were, sometimes the person you need most, I think, is the one you're trying to avoid, you know, or the guy who, or the lady who like, you know, is the person you want to throw away. That's the person you need. And that to me is what we're seeing a lot in these two guys' lives, they, They had some tense moments. They had some common history, but they didn't grow up together, so to speak. They didn't attend the same school, if you will, like you were mentioning, uh, Tracy. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. they they needed each other, and I think they referred affectionately to each other in their writings of the other, but Mm -hmm. they also had some challenges. A lot of times I think we tend to be self-centric in that we want our friend group or those we're close to to be a lot like us. And that is a challenge. You know, these two guys weren't a lot like each other. Funny that the Lord sent Peter, the fisherman, as many have said, to Mm -hmm. the sophisticated uh, Jew, to the the Jews and and Paul, the sophisticated one, the sophisticated Jew, Mm -hmm. to the Gentiles. So the Lord knows what he's doing, even in the midst of these relationships that he had given them the opportunity to have. I'm thankful that they worked it out. Even though there was some work to do, and I think that's yeah. true in our own lives, you know, mm-hmm. we appreciate a contribution that looks like our own, but we already have that. If <laughs> we we need something that doesn't look like us, sometimes, yes. to uh, yes. to sharpen yes. us, as you're saying, yeah, to get out of our comfort zone. Very, very well said. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So no cool. growth occurs in comfort. That's for sure. I do appreciate, and I think they both had a very significant contribution that continues on to this day absolutely you know? and we can see ourselves and draw courage as you were saying from their their growth you could clearly see in scripture that you know the guy that peter was in the beginning he was a different guy in second peter <laughs> or oh or God. paul for that yeah. matter in his late yeah. epistles yeah. you know yeah. and that gives us hope that we don't throw each other away. And, oh, by the way, the Lord doesn't throw us away either. Isn't that you know? wonderful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, even when I've given him maybe a few
2: opportunities, uh, you know, I've invited him to throw me away a few times. He, yes. he refused. Thankfully. Thankfully. I think uh, I think one of the beauties of looking at the apostles in the early church is to, s- to see that they were not a finished product that they were a finishing product, so to speak. They were in the process of becoming more like Him. And they discovered that amongst themselves, with each other, and encouraged each other in that process. I we really believe that it is an important function for all of us to be able to see each other. They were honest with each other. And if we can be honest in our approach and view of them, right. we could see that and not fail them for it. You know, say, oh, well, stupid Peter or stupid Paul or, you know, say right. some derogatory thing. We can look at that and say, you know, by the grace of God, I see elements of myself in all of them. I think he picked the most amazing group of people for us all to look at and go, yep, there's a little <laughs> bit of me. And that's a, you know, I can look at that. Tracy and I do look at this as just kind of a side note here, maybe not too terribly aside, but oftentimes when our buttons get pushed, you say you want to throw this person away or do that or you know, not have anything to do with that person because they disagree. But we we have trained folks at, at Voice of the Trump, or we call it VOT. Uh, we have trained them to do this. Rather than be upset with the person who pushed your buttons, focus on the buttons that were pushed. Those are areas of development mm-hmm. and, and need for maturing in yes. your own life. Be thankful they pushed it. They made you aware of something in you that needs to change. I die daily. Mm-hmm. I must release myself from mm-hmm. the tyranny of that old man nature that I might put on Christ fully and completely. So they're always, as opportunities, it's changing the view of it. You know, they they really irritate me. Awesome, that's good, we say. And they go, that's good? Yeah, that's (laughs) real good, yes. Find out what it is deep inside your inner workings that's being irritated. Because Jesus wasn't irritated. Though he knew all men, he wasn't irritated. He was long-suffering, kind, gentle, and patient. And yes, he could get in their face if he needed to. He was very capable of that and did that, demonstrated that but that was usually against mm. something other than the individuals against a system a religious system or belief system right that he came against yep. the individuals he always loved and embraced and if he rebuked them it was to reveal something in them that they needed to change and so that carries yeah. over here yep iron still sharpens iron sure does yes. i
1: was talking with our one of our, our spiritual daughters yesterday and it you know we we got into this deep subject of of Button pushing. This is a beautiful thing, and you know I'm not going to go into my testimony, but I am because I do have one. <laughs> but <laughs> when do. I was younger, <laughs> I was a really good girl. My my parents rarely had to spank me. I just I was a good kid. Wanted to please. I mean, you know. So you grow up, you get out into the world, and uh, all the world. <laughs> all of a sudden, these buttons get pushed that were never never, you know, pushed before and you see all these uglies come out of you, different situations and pressings, people, all of it is used to create us into a better person, stronger, able to, um, I don't know, rightly have relationships with others. You know, how can you help other people if you've never had anything to overcome? It's your
2: testimony. Uh, yeah, then, see? <laughs> that, really.
1: And so the Lord allows all these situations, people, to push our buttons to reveal what is in us. And so her and I, in this discussion, it was like, you know, it's nothing. It's by the grace of God that we see it.
2: Yes. I mean, when
1: you see it and you see the mm-hmm. ugliness and you go, oh, my goodness, Lord, you know, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I, because oftentimes we want to say something or do something that that's not always <laughs> a Christian thing to do. And so yeah. we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for revealing what is in me. And crucify the thing in Jesus' name.
2: You know, see, this is part of that. <laughs> this is part of that principle that must become a practice, mm-hmm. an actual lived-out practice. And that is, the he takes what the enemy intended for evil, right. pushing all your buttons and, and messing with you, and he works it for good. What's the good he could work it for? You becoming aware of those things that need to die in you or be put off, the old man nature put off or whatever, but areas of personal development that, that you're looking at. So he takes what the enemy intended for evil, and he works it for good. This brings about the reality of the scripture that says this. He is all the while at work within us, both causing or enabling us to will and to do. To will and to do. Mm. I love that combination of His good pleasure. One thing is for certain, regardless of how we feel about where we are and our failures and our anxieties or angst or, gosh, will I ever get this thing right or not, know this, that He is always at work within you, and He's faithful to complete the work, another passage says. He's faithful to complete the work that He's begun in you. He will bring it to its rightful conclusion, and the rightful conclusion is you look just like Him. As he is, so are we also mm-hmm. in this world. And so, this project yes. of the Christian life, this project of this walk of faith, is a beautiful one. And if we understand the mechanisms a little better, we can cooperate mm-hmm. with heaven and co labor with him in it. As these things are being revealed, we can lay hold of it and say, Thank you for revealing that, and saying, instead of saying, I can't stand that person. They push all my buttons, man. Every time I get around them, I just want to, <laughs> you know, God forgive me. God forgive me. God forgive me. Instead of going through all that thing, you just go, you know what? They reveal something in me that I need to change to become more like Jesus, to become more like yes. my father, that I might manifest mm. them more. That's why Jesus said, it. Yeah, mm. how long have I been with you? Come on, guys. If you see me, you've seen the father. Mm. We should come to that beautiful place where we say, you know what? If you see me as living epistles, if you see me, you see Jesus. And if you see Jesus, you see the Father. We're reflecting one another. It may be dimly, mm-hmm. our mirrors may be dimly reflecting right now, but there comes a face to face encounter where we begin to release Him to those around us. We talked about impartation here uh, in the last two pods, how that impartation is real and tangible for effective change Mm -hmm. in all of our lives but it's inside out we call it an inside job if i don't change on the inside Mm -hmm. all i'm doing is shuffling shells like the shell game i'm just shuffling things around in my everyday life so if people think differently of me but on the inside i'm collapsing and fatigued and so if the inside doesn't come into alignment with the new man the impartation of the divine nature if that does not occur in us then we'll be forever doing a shell game or shadow boxing is another term we use you're shadow boxing your life stop Mm -hmm. it need to come at peace with what the father is doing in you find out what he's doing identify it and then cooperate with him co-labor his Mm bird it's easy he said my my yoke is easy my bird is light." come on hook up with me and you'll be able to do this thing and walk it out it's not impossible it's not any harder than we make it. Why is it hard? Because we resist the change. <laughs> that, mm. that, that's just the bottom. True, point. true.
0: Yes. Well, I appreciate very much. I think as just kind of reconciling this to to Peter and Paul, we, we can maybe realize that, you know, they were pushing each other's buttons there, especially oh, yeah. in the early <laughs> stages. And so, you know, if they were doing that to each other, I mean, you know, we— can draw some comfort from yes. that fact, yes. yes. you know, and the interpersonal challenges and in, in the contest sometimes that it all is. We, we love God, you know, but how can we say we love God if we don't love our brother? This is the opportunity for yes. us to yes. grow yes. in the depth of yes. our love for the Lord himself by growing in these interpersonal relationships. Really appreciate the chance to contrast Peter and Paul with you guys there. Obviously we could unpack the thing. We could, there's a lot there. We can there keep is. going. <laughs> there is. We're We're out of runway here. We're going to take off, but I really appreciate you guys, Voice of the Trumpet Ministries International, Gary and Tracy Carson. Where are you guys at and give us some final departure greetings. And I, I remember you guys are in Oregon, but
1: Yes. Yeah, we're in
0: Oregon. That's all I we like.
1: are oh about 30 minutes from Portland and uh, Southeast. Okay. Uh, kinda, southeast. Kinda, yep. uh, going toward Mount Hood. Mm. So we're in the Clackamas area, but we are in a small town called Damascus. So here we are
2: talking about <laughs> okay. Papa Paul. And- the road to Damascus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our Absolutely.
1: website as well, our website is voiceofthetrumpet.org
0: voiceofthetrumpet.org. And you'd have some contact information. If anybody's in the Portland area and wants to connect with Gary and Tracy, please do so. Please reach out to them. Very thankful you guys could be with us here again. Thank you. Super honored. Thank you for being together a few times. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping to see you guys myself before too long. I'll try to get out there and and make an in-person appearance. Yeah. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. All right. All right. All right. I am Scott McClellan. This is your FX Missions Leadership Moment. If you'd like to find out more about us or our other podcasts or blog, please do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, have a good one.
1: Thank you for joining Scott with today's Leadership Moment. We hope you've apprehended an inspirational nugget or two that when activated in your own life will be imparted into those you lead. You may contact Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit fxmissions.com to learn more about how you can grow your own leadership and engage in missions. Until next time, good day, everyone.